RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. The Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce has appealed against recommended pay rises of more than 7% for civil servants, saying the numbers are out of touch. The Centre for Health Protection says it's investigating whether four locally infected patients are carrying the fast-spreading BA212.1 subvariant. And researchers at the Polytechnic University say they've developed a COVID antibody test kit that uses saliva instead of blood and offers results in six minutes. The Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce has appealed against the recommended pay rises for civil servants, saying they could drive private sector wages up as the economy sinks. The Chamber described the proposed increments of up to 7.26% as being out of touch. Here's Joanne Wong. The Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce says it believes the recommendations by the Pay Trends Survey Committee do not reflect the current economic climate. The Patron Survey Committee has suggested a pay rise of 2.04% for junior civil servants, 4.55% for middle-level staff, and 7.26% for senior government workers, after considering data from the 12-month period starting April last year. In a statement, the chamber said the period covered by the survey was when Hong Kong had mostly kept the coronavirus at bay and businesses were optimistic. It said the proposed increments were out of touch with reality, with the local economy recording a year-on-year contraction of 4% in the first quarter. The chamber also noted that many businesses were suffering from a brain drain and manpower shortage. It said it would be hard for companies, especially small and medium-sized businesses and NGOs, to match government salaries to retain staff. The chamber called on the government to consider the potential ripple effect from the recommended civil servant pay rise, saying it could add to the sufferings of businesses. Civil service salaries have been frozen for the past two years. Following the proposals for civil servants' pay, trade unions representing drivers of KMB and long-wind buses have demanded a 7% rise for their members. Speaking after a meeting with management, Lai Su Chung from the Motor Transport Workers General Union said inflation was pushing up daily expenses. However, he said management had told him passenger numbers and revenues had plummeted since the launch of new MTR lines. Hong Kong's total COVID caseload is staying steady. And as Natalie Ching tells us, health authorities are investigating whether four locally infected patients are carrying an Omicron subvariant. Health authorities have reported 251 new COVID-19 infections, the same as the day before. 36 of them were imported cases. And two people, aged 67 and 87, both elderly care home residents, were the latest COVID-related deaths, raising the total in the fifth wave to 9,161. The Center for Health Protection also said it is investigating whether four locally infected patients are carrying the BA2.1 2.1 subvariant. Dr. Albert Au says they are still at the preliminary stage of investigation, while expressing concern the four cases may have been caused by new variants. Three of those patients are from the same family who live in Kowloon City. Dr. Au added that the authorities are waiting for the results of DNA analysis and are investigating whether these infections are linked to a McDonald's restaurant cluster. Researchers at the Polytechnic University say they have developed a COVID antibody test kit that uses saliva instead of blood. The kit centres around a palm-sized reader and results are available in six minutes. Dr Helen Law is an associate professor in radiography with the university. She said the new technology should help, find, should help people find out when they need their next booster. 
We are looking at the elderly people and also those with very low immunity. And for them, when they generate the antibody, they may have some difficulty. After the vaccination, the antibody level may slowly and slowly drop down. So this device can be used to monitor the antibody level and then at the same time give us some information of, oh, maybe this individual has a very low response to the vaccination. Uh, maybe we should advise this particular patient to have an extra booster. And now the weather, mainly cloudy, more showers and some isolated thunderstorms tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 26 and 29 degrees, moderate south to southeasterly winds. And the outlook, a few showers on Saturday, hot with sunny periods in the following days. The current temperature at the observatory is 27 degrees, with humidity of 87%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government is looking to expand non-smoking public areas as the percentage of smokers in Hong Kong drops to single digits for the first time. It's also planning a month-long campaign this summer in its drive to encourage more smokers to quit. Maggie Ho reports. The number of smokers in the city has held steady at around 10% since 2012, down from over 23% in 1982 when records first began. But the latest survey by the Census and Statistics Department found only 9.5% of the population aged 15 or above, just over 580,000 people, admitted to being daily conventional cigarette smokers. Health Secretary Sophia Chan welcomed the downward trend in tobacco smoking, but told reporters there will be a big push over the next three years to try to meet what she described as the government's endgame target. Our targets of 2025, uh, meeting the target of uh, 7.5, obviously, you know, that is going to be a challenge, especially when our smoking prevalence uh, is so low. But then we are determined to use all our comprehensive uh, strategies, multi-pronged strategies, in order to further decrease the smoking prevalence. The Census and Statistics Survey found the prevalence of e-cigarette smoking is on the rise, up from 0.1% of the population in 2019 to about 0.3%. It also found more than four-fifths of Hong Kong people had been exposed to secondhand smoke in outdoor public areas, such as pedestrian walkways and building entrances, in the seven days before the survey. Professor Chan said the government will launch a month-long campaign in June to try to encourage smokers to quit and discourage others from taking up the habit. She said it will also consider extending the smoking ban to more public places and raising the legal age for purchasing cigarettes. The health secretary referred to countries like Singapore and the US where the legal smoking age is 21 and also to New Zealand which has effectively banned the sale of tobacco to anyone born after 2008. Paragliders are in the sights of the Ombudsman, along with Hong Kong's aviation authorities, whom she accuses of lax regulation of the increasingly popular sport. Winnie Chu says just three people currently hold permits to offer paragliding lessons or take people on tandem flights. Wendy Wong has the details. An investigation by the Ombudsman's office criticised the Civil Aviation Department for not conscientiously enforcing a permit system introduced in 2019 to regulate fee-charging paragliding services. Winnie Chu said the CAD rarely checks if anyone is providing such services illegally. There are a lot of promotion of paragliding courses or accounts of taste-flying sessions in tandem on the internet. 
but CAD seldom conducted inspection of hotspots of such activities to check whether anyone was breaching the law. We consider that CAD should implement concrete monetary measures and take proactive enforcement action against paragliding air services without a permit in order to protect public safety. She said officials are often unable to follow up on complaints as it's difficult to identify paragliders involved. Ms. Chiu cited a complaint from a farm owner over paragliders repeatedly landing on his farm and damaging his property. But the CAD took no action, she said, because it couldn't confirm the identity of the flyers involved. The ombudsman recommended the aviation department introduce a real name registration scheme for paragliders to improve regulations. Paragliding pilots should be required to register their paragliding equipment and display the registration number conspicuously on their equipment or gear. In response, the CAD pledged to work with other government departments, including the police, to better patrol the sport and enforce the law. It added that it would review with its policy bureau the feasibility of enacting new legislation for the real name registration of paragliders, pilots and their equipment, as well as engaging paragliding organisations to administer and develop the sport in a way that ensures public safety. In her report, the ombudsman looked at there have been a number of accidents over the past few years. In 2018, a paraglider died after hitting a mountain on Lantau, while another pilot died after losing control of a parachute last year and crashing in a wood in Shekou. Foreign Minister Wang Yi has said China has no intention at all of building a military base in the Solomon Islands, where he has begun a 10-day tour of Pacific nations. Australia's last government had said any move to create a military base would amount to crossing a red line, but Wang countered by saying China's cooperation with Pacific Island countries does not target any country and should not be disrupted. Mr Wang also said he hopes Beijing's relations with the Solomons will serve as a template for new bilateral relations across the Pacific, as Aaron Tam reports. In his first day in the Solomons, Wang Yi expressed hope that relations between China and the Solomons can be a model for Beijing's cooperation with Pacific Island nations. He said it will help improve living standards and development, adding the Solomon Islands gained a sincere and reliable partner when it established diplomatic ties with China in 2019. The Reuters news agency says documents it's seen show Beijing will seek a region-wide deal with almost a dozen Pacific Island nations, covering policing and security and data communication cooperation next week when Mr Wang attends a meeting in Fiji. Australia is trying to counter Wang Yi's mission by sending its own foreign minister to Fiji to try to shore up regional support. Penny Wong told the Pacific Islands Forum Secretariat in Suva that Australia believes in true partnerships. Australia will be a partner that doesn't come with strings attached, nor imposing unsustainable financial burdens. We're a partner that won't erode Pacific priorities or Pacific institutions. We believe in transparency. We believe in true partnerships. We will respect Pacific priorities and your institutions. We will support growth and development that is sustainable. The Solomon Islands government said in a statement that Mr Wang will sign a number of cooperation agreements during his two-day stay. Honiara recently signed a security pact with Beijing despite objections from the US, Australia, Japan and New Zealand. Days after the veteran US statesman Henry Kissinger caused fury in Ukraine by suggesting it might have to sacrifice territory to win peace with Russia, the German leader has waded into the round. 
Olaf Scholz said that President Putin must not be allowed to win the war or dictate peace terms. If one thing is clear, it's that Vladimir Putin will seriously negotiate peace when he realizes that he cannot break Ukraine's defenses. And that's why we're supporting Ukraine. We will do nothing that could make NATO a party to the conflict because that would mean direct confrontation between nuclear powers. The aim is rather to make it clear to Putin that there will be no dictated peace. Ukraine will not accept that, and neither will we. Mr Schultz himself has been accused of letting Ukraine down by being too slow to send heavy weapons to the country and too slow to end Germany's dependence on Russian energy. The former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan has called off a march by his supporters for now but warned the government that protests would resume unless an election was called within six days. The BBC's Farhat Javid has the latest. Islamabad has witnessed a chaotic 24 hours when police and law enforcement agencies tried to stop the thousands of protesters who were trying to enter the capital. Police did baton charge, fired tear gas at them and they pelted stones at police. Imran Khan was leading an anti-government rally urging his supporters to reach the capital and also demanding the government to announce early election. But the government had earlier banned any political gathering in the capital and therefore all the entry and exit points were blocked and, and his supporters who were trying to cross those points, they were being targeted by the police and law enforcement agencies. Sport now and in tennis, Russia's Daniel Medvedev cantered into the French Open third round with a 6-3-6-4-6-3 win against Serbian Laszlo Jiri. Also at Roland Garros, local wildcard Leolial Jean-Jean caused a major second round upset by thrashing the former number one Karolina Pliskova 6-2-6-2. In the NBA playoffs, it's advantage Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Jalen Brown scored 25 points for the Celtics and the defence did their job, holding the Miami Heat to just 32% shooting in a 93-80 win in Game 5. The Celtics now have a 3-2 series lead. Coach Imi Udoka paid tribute to his defence after the game. For our guys, it's just one more step and continue to grind and grind it out. And, you know, like I said, we, we wear teams out defensively and, and make it extra hard on them mentally and physically and if we do that we put ourselves in good shape and just not give up those 39 point quarters or the, the turnovers that give teams hope in life. A reminder of our top stories tonight the Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce has appealed against recommended pay rises of more than 7% for civil servants saying the numbers are out of touch. The Centre for Health Protection says it's investigating whether four locally infected patients are carrying the fast-spreading BA 2.12.1 subvariant. And researchers at the Polytechnic University say they have developed a COVID antibody test kit that uses saliva instead of blood and offers results in six minutes. The news from RTHK. <laughs> Eres tú, como una mañana de verano, como una sonrisa, eres tú, eres tú, así, así, eres tú. Toda mi esperanza eres tú, 
Song Contest entry back in 1973. The name of the band was uh, Mukadaris and RS2, which was requested by uh, Michael. Thanks for getting in touch. And a good song. Everybody else want to have a go this afternoon? Excuse me. Tonight it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Don't forget to stick around for our sentimental journey. That'll be after the news at midnight tonight. Yellow is the colour Matru loves here in the morning. When we rise in the morning, when we rise, that's the time, that's the time I love the best. Blue's the color of the sky in the morning, when we rise in the morning, when we rise. That's the time, that's the time I love the best Green's the color of the sparkling corn In the morning, when we rise In the morning, when we rise That's the time, that's the time I love the best 